Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDowell, along with special guest Jonathan Plize. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are here. <laughs> if I get a chuckle out of you, Jamil, it's like, it, is, it makes me. It's like you've been dropped on your head or something. I don't Mike is like, just put a, where's the mute button on the kit? Where's the mute button? Uh, well, we have fun. We drink beer and we have fun. That's how we do these shows. That's why I like beer so much. Yeah, it's it's it makes, fun makes to me. It's a lot more fun. Except if you want a brewery, then it's not. Yeah. Right. Then it's, then it's work. But uh, no, somebody was asking me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I was, I was talking to somebody at some event somewhere, and uh, yeah. they said, Yeah, oh, I've been listening to the show for years. And mm-hmm. you know, like, How long have you been doing the show? I'm like, Eight years. <laughs> and they're like, Eight years? You've been talking about like, beer yeah. the whole time? Yeah. And then I'm like, You know, and initially we were doing. Two shows a month, or two, a show every other week when John and I started. And then I started doing shows with uh, Palmer. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And so averaging a show every week for at least the last six and a half years or so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, or six years or so. A show a week for six years. And before that, a show every other week for a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, I'm like, I've done a lot of shows in there. <laughs> the and you like, open up a brewery in the meantime. And he's like, and you enjoy this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't keep doing it if I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like I'm doing it because I'm getting wealthy here. I'm doing it because I, I like doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the, I like doing it because I sit around with my friends. We get to BS and drink beer. Yeah, it's and not so, bad. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of, lot of fun. Uh, I mean, that's uh, one of the things that they play from you saying uh shooting the shit and drinking beer for two hours yeah. it's like you know yeah that's what it is, that's what it is. so it's so, so much fun that uh my only good quote of life to do it <laughs> do you ever find that people downgrade what you're doing and so if you're like yeah I, I own a brewery they're like oh you so you're a home brewer and because they always do that with this they're like uh, yeah you know we have uh we have a lot of listeners around the world we do beer broadcast this is a beer blog <laughs> no, 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 no. It's people just always want to downgrade whatever you're doing. No, you know, I get people like, oh, you you have a brewery? They're like, you know, that they're trying to be helpful, but they're oh, I'm like, sorry, you have one. There's a, you know, the, <laughs> I hear there's no money in that. They, they go, there's there's a, you know, there's like some little bodega down by the railroad tracks, and they actually have beer there. I'm sure they would carry your beer. <laughs> a bodega. It's like. Track. Thanks, I appreciate that. You know, we're we're just oh, we've got no. distributors, so we don't go around and try and sell it to you know little stores and stuff. They go, oh no, the the guy who works behind the counter is a friend of mine. I'll talk to him. I'm sure he'll take take some of your beer. It's like that's okay. We don't we don't we don't need you to do that. You What's know? my ROI? You know, <laughs> like oh, you could go down there and sell them. I'm sure he'll buy a case. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I don't have time to go around and sell somebody. I don't a case sell of beer. cases. I sell pallets. Yeah, I sell a pallet of and beer. Those are in like groups of twelve way, or something. Yeah, that's the only way you can 
you can uh, make any money at it because right. you know you don't make enough off a case to drive somewhere and drop it off. You just don't care. Okay, so I'll give my friend at the bodega a call. Right, right, yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> I really don't feel like you're listening. Like I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell my friend, you know, who has a restaurant, <laughs> and they serve beer at his restaurant. You know, and it's like, well, I appreciate that, and it's, and it's great. Yeah. And what I'd like you to do is go talk to those people and tell them to order through the distributor. You know, yeah. uh, that's that's great. But, you know, I am not personally going to drive two bottles down to somewhere and, uh, no. you know, better off drinking them. Not happening. So, yeah, yeah, it, it cost me less to drink of myself. Exactly. So there you go. Right off. But I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, wanting to help. But, yeah, they don't they don't talk down about the, the brewing thing. They just think that you need help selling beer. They're just like, oh, somebody will drink your beer. It's like, yeah, p- plenty of people are. <laughs> That's not the problem. The problem is, you know, I need salespeople, and, you know, that's what I need. So, there you go. What are you going to do? Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should go to Tasty. Northern Brewer. Yeah. Northernbrewer.com. Absolutely. Get them uh, get them goodies there at Northernbrewer.com to brew yourself a fine example of every style we talk about in this show. You could go to Northern Brewer. And today's show is all about English IPA. You go to Northern Brewery, get yourself some English hops, get yourself some English malts, some true English malts, get English yourself yeast. some English yeast. They have a great selection. Some English women. <laughs> oh, wait. Wrong show. Love Strong's next. Sorry. Yeah. Love Strong coming up next. Uh, and uh, all that with uh, reasonable shipping and fresh ingredients and great customer service. Yeah, Northern Brewery, they've been uh, sponsoring the show for eight years. And paying for it so you don't have to. So uh, send them a little bit of love. Check them out. Go down there and, and see what's uh, happening on the site, what new great stuff they've got. In. I think Mike probably owns some stock in Northern Brewer after the last 15 years of brewing. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm a big fan of theirs for sure. Uh-huh. But you those, those guys have had a lot guys. to do with the uh, advancement of the hobby. Right, right. When I was selling him stuff, he he would come to me and he'd be like, oh, do you don't have it. I'm going to Northern Brewer. Okay. Well, what a dick I was. Huh? It's okay. Fair enough. They uh, they had other inventory out there. Well, no. I mean, yeah. That's what's nice about having more than one option. You can sure. uh, mm-hmm. hit your local homebrew supply store, which, of course, I do a lot of. But if there's something special, yeah, give Northern Brewer a little shout-out. And uh, when you do, tell them uh, Jamil sent you. Do you think that the, the proprietors of Northern Brewer have to deal with that? Like, oh, so you, you just uh, sell some hops to your friends on the side? No, no. Uh-huh. It's a business. It's a real business. Well, yeah, yeah. People don't oh, do know. Do you have how... a store? Do you actually have a store? So people can go there. <laughs> do you sell stuff there? You should try selling stuff on the internet. I, I know some that, people who would, would buy it. I'll call my friend. I'll call my friend. Ah, uh, uh, yes. English IPA. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you about it? it? Goes like this. Okay, go ahead, dude. Okay. Dude, all right. Go for it, man. So English IPA regale us with the English IPA. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the best I got. So in the aroma, you should definitely you know get an English hop character. You know mm-hmm. hints of fruit esters. Mm-hmm. Uh, vi- visually English ester. Then. English yeast strains. Yeah, fermentation character. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, visually, it should be golden amber to light copper in color. You know, nice head retention. Uh, the flavor. You know, it's medium maltiness. You know, I don't think it should be too dry. I think. Don't want cloyingly sweet, but there should be like a lingering maltiness all the way across the palate, uh, and definitely some brainy, grainy, like biscuit-like character, uh, biscuity, uh, mm-hmm. and it's that malt character and that biscuit note is definitely supported with a a nice English hop note, you know, in the background. 
Um, and, it, and you know, finishes pretty dry as a beer. It's, it's a drinkable beer. It's not as it's not an American IPA where it's over the top hop, you know, aromas, but it's more malt forward, mm-hmm. and the hops kind of just complement the malt. But there's still a firm bitterness in the background. Right. Um, but overall, it's definitely you know a medium hoppy strong ale with English malts and hops, and you have to use English malts and hops to be an English IPA. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and as a home brewer myself, I prefer to brew this style because I'm not, I've never been a I like only American IPA I've ever liked was Russian Rivers Blind Pig, uh, but English IPOs always seem to have more of a drinkability to me where they're just it's it has the be- best of both worlds malt mm-hmm. and hops. Mm-hmm. It's just a big bold pale ale impression. Well, and I think you know the the thing that most people are missing when they make a beer like this is. Um, the English yeast character, getting a good balance of the English yeast character that still comes through, and then enough hops, especially in competition, to stand out and be a little bit hoppy, hoppier than you'd get a commercial example, but uh, to not mask that uh, wonderful British yeast character. And I think that's an that and the malt character too. So malt character, the biskiness, the the English yeast character, and then the the English traditional English hops. And all that together, you really need to have, show some balance. You can't go over overboard on, on one aspect of this and then have the others come through well also. You know, it's it's very tricky. So I think that's where a lot of people really fail in doing a great English IPA. And English yeast tends to be more of a malt-influencing yeast, right? Like a- Right, right. So it, it tends to pull a lot of the hop... hop uh, character and hot bitterness out of the beer and let the malt come through accentuates the malt character right and it's interesting you go down to like white labs and they've got the uh you know they'll they'll take the same wort and they'll ferment it with a bunch of different yeast strains and then you you can try you know a flight of different yeast strains and uh you'd be shocked at how different the different beers are that Mm. you know one beer you're like well this can't be the same word. They must have put like extra crystal malt in this, and there's none in this one. Mm-hmm. And this one has some more dry hops or something. And this one's got, you know, it's it's just the effect of the yeast. Well, that's a trip. You know, ninety percent of beer flavor is is yeast driven. I think. And you did that yourself as a lot as a homebrew, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, religiously, like, right, right. You brew like every week, and you were just like, right, you split the words, try different yeasts, and then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, this one tastes good with with that. You know, this one's hiding these malt characters. And, you know, without that, you don't really, you know, that's a, such a big portion of any beer you brew that if you don't know what character the yeast is going to do, you know, you may need twice as much crystal malt or half as much, you know, just depending on the strain you're using. So it's uh, it's tricky. Tricky for sure. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into, uh, we've poured ourselves uh, four uh examples of British IPA, and we will uh, taste them during the break and start talking about them right after this. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. 
Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like AHA member deals that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy for tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love, and access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the Home Brewer. One of the last things many brewers try to master is the ingredient that makes up most of their beer, water. Brewers Publications is pleased to announce Water, a comprehensive guide for brewers of all levels by how-to-brew author John Palmer and professional brewer Colin Kaminsky. Hi, I'm John Palmer. This book is the result of many years of asking the tough questions about water to professional brewers and brewing scientists, and we are very pleased with how it turned out. It's the first book that is solely about water treatment throughout the brewing process. The book is intended for all brewers, from home brewers for professionals and we hope you like it from how to read a water report to treating your wastewater and everything in between water is the comprehensive guide you've always wanted on brewing's least understood ingredient flavor contributions water chemistry and adjusting water to styles of beer john and colin will teach you everything you need to know water is available from brewerspublications.com and find brewing booksellers near you take the mystery out of your brewing water visit brewerspublications.com for your copy of water today when I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. 
I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. We're enjoying uh, a nice selection of English IPAs that Scott uh, brought into the studio for us. If you're brewing great uh, homebrew or homebrew to certain styles or whatever, and uh, we'll have that schedule posted on the forums there for you at thebrewingnetwork.com. And then if you want to send your beer in and possibly win a jet ski, if yours is the uh, the top beer chosen, uh, contact Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com and uh, he will uh, possibly get you lined up to be on the show. I can't believe nobody won it this year. Well, you know, you're going up against uh, commercial yeah, examples commercial of the style. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I can yeah. I can imagine somebody winning it eventually because, yeah. you know, you can send in a fresher example, especially, you know, this is stuff that, you know, comes across the pond. Send I it know. in and, uh, you know, wow us. It's and, a great uh, ride. I mean, I took it up to Shasta like three months ago under right. summertime. Well, that's what happened to it. There's there's where the wheels right, well, came off. Don't, don't mess it up, man. You're I'm the one saying. who blew the head gaskets? I like the blowhead guy. Wow, what a jerk! <laughs> we'll get it all fixed up for you. Yeah. A new paint job, kicking those wakes. New new tires on it. Yeah. New tires on the trailer, right? Trailer oh. included or not? No, there's no trailer. Oh, sorry. It's just, it's just uh, you know, got its own wheels, so you just drive it down there and then drive right into the water. It's a fancy, fancy jet ski. Just stay tuned to that uh, thread in the forum, the Brewing with Style schedule thread, and we'll make uh, 2014's list, and you can brew what you see. There you go. All right, so the uh, beers we have in front of us, we've got uh, Meantime India Pale Ale, which the uh, style guide list is number one. We've got... Uh, is it really? Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Samuel uh, Smith's uh, India part. Ale, and we've got Goose Island IPA, all three of those in there. And then we've also got the... Uh, 
the Brewdog uh, uh, Punk, Punk IPA. Punk. I like the label. Right. These guys are so edgy. <laughs> <laughs> they speak a funny version of English. Right. They can freeze beer. Mm. And this is a funny version of English IPA. It's so very, they say. It's not. I mean, to me, it's made in Scotland, I guess, for one thing. That's part of Great well, Britain. What, yeah. A lot of American brewers uh, use English yeast and make essentially American beers. They have very little, right. if any, yeast English character. English right, yeast right. character. They, that's that's they quite common. They do it really cold. and Yeah. Real clean. Yeah, they pitch the right amount. They don't, don't, mm-hmm. you know, they don't get a lot of the ester production. That, uh, well, like I'm saying, you know, the, the, those English esters are real important to the style. They're very important to it. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want them in there, if you want to pr- produce a... West Coast style IPA with English yeast, you you, know, you don't put them in, right, right. And that's what I me mean, a couple of these beers are about. They're they're much more Amer- West Coast than they are English, I think. Well, what was your impression, Scott? What did what did you what did you think of these beers? Well, I thought the meantime, I'm not sure if there's something wrong with it or if I'm just reacting violently to it, but it, it tastes like cough syrup, and it's like it's really sweet but unpleasantly so, and. Uh, it tastes like this cannot possibly what they meant it to be, hmm. you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, are, there are some funky off flavors in there. <laughs> I mean, as a general rule, English IPA is more malt forward than an, than an American version, right? Yes. Okay. So, yes. Th- and so when I first tasted, it, I was but like, that doesn't oh. necessarily mean sweet, right? You know. Right. Well, so I mean, that's what I thought when I first tasted. It was the first one I tried, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, it's supposed to be malt forward. But then I took another sip and. There's almost no hops. I mean, it's just all sort of cough syrup malt. So again, just to mean times credit, this there's something wrong with it, right? Yeah, it's it's oxidized and uh, kind of funky. Okay, so that sucked. the uh, The Goose Island one uh, again. I'm not sure if I'm picking up off flavors or if this is just up against the mean time. But it had a sort of cleaning product element to it, like Lysol, you know. And the it wasn't it wasn't as offensive. Look what I wrote down. Which right? Lemon pledge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So again, is that a, that's a, tastes like lemon pledge? Oh, oh, that's an off flavor from. Well, well any citrus in these beers is ridiculous. I mean, that the both the uh, brew dog and the uh, hop choice Goose and Island have citrus citrus hops. Yeah, that's not English at all. Hop choice and fermentation also thin on body. So how does so if it you know if citrus is just not a part of this style? How does a Goose Island make the 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 classic styles list? Classic Jim, examples. Jamil, I don't know what these guys are doing. I think a lot of times, you know, the, the people are desperate to just to list something in and the then, uh, in classic. And Goose Island can change their mind, right? They could be a English ale house, and they could go. But wait, when we move our beer more towards what people are drinking, you know, the West Coast style IPA or the the more the, you know the citrus based IPAs, they change their recipe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, I don't know how long it's been on this. List of uh, classic examples, but uh, I mean, well, it's not classic English in hardly any way at all. I mean, maybe the beer has changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is brewed and bottled by Goose Island Beer Company in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hmm. Oh. Uh, it seems to me, isn't that like an Anheuser Busch plant? I think it is. Yes. So, uh, I mean, God knows. Um, I mean, that isn't huh. a reason to poo poo it, but. Uh, I think uh, you know maybe they changed the hops or the the, the process has changed to a point where it's really not. Uh, I mean, it's still a fine beer. It's just not uh, the English IPA. 
So is the is the the cleaning product a lemon pledge thing? Is that's just coming from the hops, or is that an off flavor? Um, I think it's hops and, and maybe fermentation character. You know, it's a combination of those things. What gi- what gives you citrus in fermentation? How, what ha- what makes that happen? Oh, acids and yeah. you know ester compounds and alcohols. So if you wanted to avoid that, you would ferment it diff- differently. Google <laughs> different, it. Different yeast. Google it. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. So uh, the Sam Smith to me tasted the uh, the most balanced, and it finished way the driest to me. So that made it by far the best of of these four, uh, in my opinion. And then the Brew Dog, uh, especially up against these other three, was just over-the-top American hops and dankness. And again, I'm sure if I had it on my own, it wouldn't be so so overwhelming in that regard. But against these other three, you really just, wow, American hop bomb. Hmm. The hop bomb kind of mellows as it warms up. It's kind of more of a cardboardy, bready note I get. So what was your take on these, John? Meantime, something weird. Uh, Brew dog, you know, more cardboardy oxidized, a little past his prime. Uh, the goose was a little too light and malt character for an English IPA. Sam Smith kicked ass. Mm-hmm. Tasty. Well, I'm a big fan of the Sam Smith. It's just exactly what I expect. And uh, I'm drinking English IPA. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, something's not quite right with that. The hops have dropped out, or or just on a well designed beer. Uh, I could drink it, but I wouldn't want to have more than a. Half pint of that. Uh, the Brew Dog is definitely uh, their interpretation of West Coast IPA, and uh, I don't, that's not a classic example. I think uh, Scott just threw that in, so uh, so we could check it out. Mm-hmm. And then the Goose, uh, yeah, it's just not English enough. It doesn't. I mean, it shouldn't be on the same table as Sam Smith's in terms of uh, mm-hmm. being the same style. I don't know how mm-hmm. how it uh, can get it on the list, but it is. Well, and. Um I uh, I'm pretty much along the same lines. Everybody, the Sam Smiths I thought was the best example. It's got the the, the British oh, yeah, the ale character. It's got the British malt character. It's got some hops. You know, it's got a balance to it. It's got a you know fairly dry finish, a sweet start, dry finish. Um, you know, I think it's a the best beer here as far as as far as uh, English IPA goes. I actually liked the Brew Dog beer. It's got a nice biscuity thing going on. Oh yeah, it's and a, actually I could a, I could drink you could know drink a pint of that, yeah. no problem. Sure, um, but I didn't think it really you know fit in the style hops wise. But you know, I had a biscuity malt. It could use a little more caramel, and it, it would need more. Uh, it, you know, would need British yeast character. Yeah, right. But other than that, you know, I, I thought it was nice. Um, the Goose Island beer, I get a strong lemon pledge character from it, and it's unpleasant to me. Um, and I'm not really getting the, the English yeast character or English malt character. I'm getting kind of a American IPA with a very, like a Sriracha hop type of lemon, strong, weird lemon thing going on. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, um, it's got that same character that all the meantime beers have for me, which is kind of like tastes kind of musty moldy cardboardy kind of thing going on and then um this one's heavily oxidized and just nasty there's got to be their bottling techniques yeah i i I don't know i mean for me i i 
that is a beer I could not drink. It's it's that bad. Um, and when this is one of the things, you know, you buy these beers uh, at the store, and you know a lot of a lot of people that are trying to learn about the styles and why we go through this this exercise is, you know, sometimes you'll get a beer and it's listed in the style guide. That's number one in the style guide, but you have to use your own filter and say to yourself, this can't be right. You know, based on what I'm reading, based on what I've heard, based on everything else I know, based on all the other examples that are that I'm tasting, something's wrong with this one. So don't say to yourself, well, that's the character of English IPA, because uh, that's listed number one. Just say, no, there's something wrong with that beer. Um, it's not good. There's something wrong with this bottle. Uh, let me focus more on like the Sam Smith or something else. You have to, you have to, you know, filter it out. Not, not every bottle of beer is perfect. Uh, we all know that, but you know, so don't, you know, get blinded and say, well, here it's listed and, and the bottle looks fresh and, you know, it's from a good store. You just can't go down that road and, and get in that trouble. So you're encouraging the consumer to really check the born on date. The consumer to think and then just be skeptical, like you know. But it's a, it's a quite a trick, and it's, and it's not necessarily date related, right? But if they haven't been, if they're not a home brewer, they're not a craft brewer, but they're a consumer. They're they're moving on. They're expanding their palate. You're you're there's something to be said about you know label interpretation and how you market it. A lot of people are attracted to what they see. So if you look at it, and then if you're telling them to like kind of look a little further and look like oh born on date. It's just like buying fresh, like turkey meat for your your sandwiches. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's expired, no, one, you're not going to eat three day old turkey meat because it could be rancid. Well, that certainly helps. And likewise, right, so if, it's, the, if it's not expired, don't necessarily assume it's going to be a fresh example. Right, it could be a bottling year. It could be not treated well. On this is twelve nine twenty fourteen. So September of twenty fourteen. Must be the, the enjoy before. by it. Yeah. yeah. It's a month and a half ago. No, no a month, a year and a half from now. Yeah, a year, a year, from, year now. from now. I can't count, but it's okay. Right. Now, we had a, a German one that was a year from now. And that was, that was a great. Half. Right. This one, uh, you know, no good. And it's mm. got a year to go. So you, you, you can't just rely on the dates on these things. You have to say to yourself, you know, what I'm reading in this, these flavors are not supposed to be in this beer. I got a bad, bad sample of it. You know, that's, you, you have to be able to, you know, not just say, and, and it's something we talked about the first time we, we talked about this style that people, you know, when they judge English styles, all the examples they've tasted are all these oxidized examples, <laughs> stale examples. And so they want a stale malt character in there because that's what they identify as British malt character. I think the, the, Transportation's gotten better, and a lot of things have gotten better. World's getting smaller, and we're getting you know better f- tasting uh, examples. But uh, you know that's a, you know that's that's what happened. People were were tasting these things and saying, "No, the beer should be stale." That's what an English beer is, and uh, uh, you know so if if people can can separate that out and realize you know what should be there and not be there i know it's difficult but you know that's that's the task ahead of people when they're they're trying to learn these styles from commercial examples the stale would be more of a grainy flavor 
Yeah. An interpretation of, of cardboard breadiness, like right. a, a dry... A weird caramel kind of thing. Right. That's weird, sweet caramel. Okay. Well, and uh, if you want to read more about, you know, various styles and stuff, a good resource is Zymergy Magazine. They're always having stuff in there about styles and uh, brewing and a lot of interesting uh, material in Zymergy Magazine. You get that as a benefit of your AHA membership. Mm-hmm. You also get an organization looking out for homebrewers and the, and the government action. They keep an eye on that stuff for you. And then they offer stuff like uh, members' benefits for at a lot of different breweries and restaurants. And uh, I think they're working on homebrew shops yeah. and stuff like that, which is just awesome. And then uh, uh, the homebrewers' conference, you get a, you can go to the members' session, members-only session, Great American Beer Festival, right. things like that. Lots of great opportunities and stuff by joining the AHA. Check it out. You can join through the Brewing Network. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com, look for that AHA logo, click on that, and a little slice of that goes back to the Brewing Network. Helps pay for shows like this, and you're supporting a great organization in the AHA, so check it out. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll get into more of the recipe for uh, English IPA after this. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arpanet migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin Brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something explosive and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meadery is exploding. Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meads. With nearly 70 different varieties of mead on the market, Moonlight Meadery has blown up the mead category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a Moonlight Mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight Meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a part of the BN Mead Explosion and ask for, no, demand Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads. Girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events 
events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Williams Brewing announces their first customer recipe issue since 1991. This free 64-page catalog includes 27 of the best home-brewing recipes submitted by their regular customers. Best of all, this paper-only catalog is free for the asking. Just go to williamsbrewing.com and click on the free customer recipe issue link. This offer expires October 18th. While you are on the site, check out some of the latest exclusives like the Williams Oatmeal Stout Malt Extract, the Big Oxygen System, and they even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enjoy their famous customer service. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Plisé. It's Brewing with Style. There, that's what I miss about this show. I think we need a BN branded triangle chair. <laughs> I think so. I'm, am I uh, on something? I think you're I want, on something. I want, I want 10% of the proceeds. <laughs> Apparently, uh, John was talking about his chair that lifts and... Uh, Supports and supports your balls. Your, your balls, yes. Yeah. Like, you, we all sit in a round chair. That doesn't work. You know, and then there's a square chair, but a triangle chair uh-huh. supports your balls. Right, right. Because you're, you know, your ass is in the back of the square of the triangle, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then you have the point of the triangle, it's and then up front, and then it's between it's lifting, your thighs, lifting and separating. The point of the triangle lifts, lifts balls. and separates and coddles. Yes, exactly, and then you feel a little less. You feel lighter. <laughs> you don't have that. It's a great way to drink. Feel like you're floating balls, <laughs> tugging weight. Uh, hanging on you. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a it's a subject for the medical corner. But I'll tell you what what else makes your balls feel great. A little visit to adamandeve dot com. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Go to adamandeve dot com, and for a limited time only, use the offer code Style S T Y L E at adamandeve dot com. Yeah, they should have gave give our listeners something easier to spell. Like, I know. You know yeah. Yeah, I mean, five letters. Like balls. <laughs> like big. 
balls. That with an S or a Z. <laughs> right. Styles. Styly? Styles. 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 Uh, so uh, uh, use the offer code STYLE. And when you do, you pay. The only thing you're going to pay for is 50% of the price of one item. One item. It could item. be a really cool item, too. It could be the, you know, and it could be a fairly double-headed, cheap item, too. Uh, shocker or whatever you want to call it. Get yourself a double-headed shocker at half price. And then you're going to get three free adult DVDs. Absolutely free. You get to choose from all sorts of different categories. You can choose from uh, anal, amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky, co-eds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milfs, etc. Nice. And... You're going to get a free extra gift. So central, I cannot tell you what it is here on the air. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. But you get the free extra gift. You get the three free DVDs and free shipping. Like I said, the only thing you're going to pay for is half the price of one item. Everything else is free. Shipping included. So, so check it out. Right. Adam, AdamandEve.com. Use the off code style. You can even do it from your phone. Check it on the mobile device, AdamandEve.com. And uh, just use that code STYLE at uh, checkout, S-T-Y-L-E. All righty. And I'll make your balls feel almost as good as John's triangle chair. There you go. Or, you know, they could give him a rest if your wife uh, uses the other. Right. Your wife could use the triangle chair. That's right. She could use the chair while you. <laughs> you can. She could. Put the, you use the really double-ended shocker on yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Hang on. All sorts of fun stuff there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. For everybody. Great place for gifts. Yes, yeah. For the girl you don't know what to get something right. for. Right. Everybody, they shit, blush, but and no matter no matter which which direction you swing, boom, nail. They got it for you. Yeah. Yep. Everything for everybody. All right. Uh, English IPA. John, you brewed a lot of the English IPA. What was your what was your recipe for English IPA? What was the one that you really was your go to English IPA recipe? It was uh, <laughs> that and uh, Maris Otter. Mm, English a good a good british based malt yeah. absolutely and then uh some crystal 40 and maybe uh-huh. some munich in there uh-huh and then i used uh, i think kent goldings yeah good classic all uh, the way through uh british hop kent goldings you can use fuggles you use challenger you challenger use target good. really clean uh, hop actually yeah yeah some good hops and then the wlp 005 005 has really a little clean. more character than the uh, 002 yes you know, attenuates yeah. more too. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, good, especially for an IPA. Yeah, you know, a lot of the British IPAs, classic ones, they'll use some sugar, some simple sugars in them, so they attenuate down, give you a dryness to that to finish to to, to the beer. And so, uh, if you don't want to do that, I, you know, make sure you use a, a more attenuative yeast. Make sure you fully attenuate out all those simple sugars, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what's left behind isn't sweet, uh, but it has a fullness to it, so you get a, a fuller body to the beer. The beer aged well too. I found that that strain flocculated out really well. The bright mm-hmm, tank mm-hmm. It just kind of dropped after like two weeks. Right, it was pristine clarity. And what about what about bittering? I mean, were you doing large bittering additions? Were you doing dry hopping? I never dry hopped it. I just you know I I probably shot for like thirty five, forty IBUs somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, God, it's been years. Uh, right, but, and then uh, uh, what about uh, uh, fermentation temperatures? I tend to ferment cool almost everything, you know, 64, 65, mm-hmm. you know. I just, I like cooler temperatures for everything. I like my yeast to hang around a little bit longer. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in my triangle chair. Anyway. Sit in your triangle chair and watch those yeast mm-hmm. have sex? I do do that in my garage, actually. <laughs> I've hugged carboys before, so. <laughs> I have. 
I've had like a personal like relationship with them before. <laughs> Not that I did anything with them. Do but. you name them? No, but when I was really first getting into brewing, like the only thing I really had to relate to at that point in my time when I was like 21 was that fermentation vessel because I felt like I created this and it was my uh-huh. baby. Uh-huh. And I would hug it. Uh-huh. I, I hugged my car boy once. Nice. Yeah. There you go. John's in love with his beer. Mm-hmm. Every brewer should be. Well, in uh, the statistics on the on the English IPA, original gravity ten fifty ten seventy five, final gravity uh, ten ten to ten eighteen, forty to sixty IBUs, SRM eight to fourteen, ABV is five percent to seven and a half percent. Yeah, I think that uh, you know those are pretty good ranges. You know, if you're if you're going competition, you go towards the higher end. On these things, you know, when there's a big flight of beers, the hops, people tend not to be able to taste the hops a couple of beers in. So if you're at the end of the line, you know, you got to have more hops in it. You got to have more alcohol. You got to have more everything. So you tend towards the, the higher end. Tasty, did you ever brew English IPAs? Oh, sure, sure. When I was whoring around in the competition scene, I uh, <laughs> got a recipe off the internet or something and I brewed one. Yeah, I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, I like the easy drinking nature. Uh, you know, it's disappointing it wasn't as hoppy as what I liked in the IPAs, but I made a pretty good one, I think. Yeah. Did pretty well. Um, I like the, I like the English yeast, just the way it behaves. I mean, I, right. I, you know. Drops nice and clear. Yeah, yeah. We used some, when we did the stone beers, I used the, uh, the 07, I think we used. Mm-hmm. Man, I just fermented fast and then just, you know, flocked right out. I mean, it's yep. amazing. Yeah. Three days, you know, basically you got clear beer. Yeah, it's a great yeast. I mean, you know, it's been, been in use for such a long time. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, it tends, tends to do do real well. Now, Scott, has any of the five beers you brewed been an English IPA? Not even close. <laughs> would you consider brewing an English IPA, having tasted these today? Yes, and actually I would consider it before I would consider American IPA because, oh, I mean, yeah. the, the Sam Smith's is a, a great example of mm-hmm. of what I like in a beer. It's balanced. It's not too anything forward. It finishes dry. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't like, that's what I don't like about American IPAs. It's mm-hmm. just not balanced. It's so too heavy on the hops for me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would brew this in a second. Yeah, you know, I would love to brew more, you know, British beers. You know, that's one of the things, you know, when you, commercial brewery, you're, pretty much stuck with you know one yeast is your main yeast and then it's hard to run other yeasts unless you have enough demand for it or if you do a brew pub you can do you know it's not such a big deal but you know in production facility you know it's difficult to uh Hmm. crank out a lot of uh a lot of other yeast so so you're not using english yeah right (laughs) okay right i'll have to have a home home bird come down and uh yeah i do i do i do I, I love all the uh, the English. You talk about English trains all the time. Yeah, that's absolutely. Uh, pick your brain. If I yeah, if I had to, you know, the yeast. I love I love the English yeast. Oh, two was your boy. Yeah, I remember. That I one. use that a lot. Yeah. yeah, but the one that I really love now is the uh, West Yorkshire from uh, right. Y East. That is really really freaking good. Right. West Yorkshire. Yeah, West that. Yorkshire. Give it a try if you like English beers at all. It has great English character to mm. it. Um. Doesn't you know? At least in the carboy, it doesn't flocculate at all. It all just goes to the top and sits there. Cool. What was in solution drops to the bottom, and then there's like a whole meringue that just sits up there all day. That's awesome. For like a week, it's just this layer of. You ever eat know. that top poison? No, I haven't. Oh, I do. Oh yeah, yeah. 
peak. <laughs> While you're hugging the carboy? No, I put you put your sample <laughs> taker <laughs> in there and just suck up the carboy. Yeah. He, he top crops that stuff. Uh-huh. Right, but, right. Yeah, but I I, you got to taste that shit because it's yeah. so clean and pure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What does it really, taste like? You just, yeast? You, well, get a breadiness, really. It's yeah. like a clean breadiness, work-free, not hop-free. Like, uh, I don't not know, like Vegemite? No, not like Vegemite. I never drank it. I mean, I see it. It looks like... Yeah, I... Top uh, the top what I see on top I consider to be new new yeast growth new you know it's not the it's not the starter it's actually uh, new yeast that have, have uh, moved up there. I eat my slurry too. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I'll, really? I'll I'll pour out when I clean the carboy. I'll eat yeah. the slurry. I'll take it like and just taste the slurry. Uh-huh. I do it with my wine too. I eat the the, the gross leaves and I'll eat it just to kind of figure just to see where the yeast goes. Mm-hmm. John, he's he's like just. Tasting and feeling, and it's like very oral. Yeah, it's, it's good. Wait, what, what do you get out of that? What, what does it teach you? I just think you get an impression. You know where the yeast is during ferment. In uh-huh. wine, you get right, a hands-on right. with fermentation, so you get the taste. You guys actually get the hands-on with the fermentation, and taste the yeast. Mm-hmm. In beer, you kind of just look at it and smell it, you know. But if you taste the actual slurry, yeast, in beer or wine, right. you can actually see where that yeast goes. And where it ends up, and what's the final product of that strain? Well, I'm I'm very impressed, John, because you know I've always said you know you want to taste everything, every stage of the process. You should yeah. be tasting your beer. Mm-hmm. You know when you're when you're making your wort, you should taste it. After you've hopped it, you should mm-hmm. taste it. Take a After sample you, during fermentation. Fermentation, taste, that too. taste it. You know once once you're packaging, taste it. Taste it. Taste it. Taste it. Mm-hmm. Taste it. And you know same thing with I've always said you know taste your grains, smell your hops, you know all the grains that you use. You should you know the, all the extracts that you use. You should take a little taste of it and see what all the yeah. individual components taste like. And uh, you know John's carrying it; he's tasting his his yeast Trust as well. Palate. Yeah, there you go. I've lost beer because of it because that you could tell that slurry was bad. Mm-hmm. And you're like you taste the word and you don't really pick it up, but you kind of like ah, uh, I think I brewed a bad beer, but the slurry's sour, and you're like up, oh, mm. I lost it. Wow, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There you go. You learn something new every day. All right. Speaking of learning something new, how about uh, we take a break and we'll come back and get any questions from the chat room right after this. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jamil Zena Chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at £7,000. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... Excellent mouthful. That's just a crazy dream. Or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! 
Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman, with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the Home Brewed Chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest-approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to customize. Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Ugh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Serial Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom-built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing, too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the Adventure. You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Now back to Brewing with Style. Alright. We're back. 
<sighs> We're having fun. Get a few <laughs> beers, man. Jesus. Yeah, no, the even... conversation becomes quite loose in the studio. I like man, it. Man, oh man, yeah. I don't think if you drink a whole beer, but it's like if you drink an ounce per like minute, yes. then you get more. It's happy. like being in GABF, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a cheap. Yeah, there you go. Oh, man. All right. Uh, English Taipei. We got to, one of the cool things you can do uh, when you listen live is you can join in. You can ask questions. Yeah. There's a chat there. You go uh, to listen live. You go to thebrewnetwork.com, listen live, yeah. and there's a chat. Uh, join the chat, and you uh, you don't need a password or anything. You make up any sort of uh, screen name and jump in, and, and uh, you can listen along with everybody else and ask questions. And Scott's uh, monitoring the chat for your questions and what insightful questions do we have today? Well, here's one from uh, J1M1. Ooh, uh, stuck around. He was listening to the previous show and asked some yep. questions. Yeah, there yep. you go. Uh, he was waiting for this show, and I think maybe just asked this question. He That's said, cool. would throwing in a little pale chocolate, like 1% to 2%, mm-hmm. be a decent idea for some added complexity? Yeah, you got to be real careful. Um, some pale chocolates, now there's more pale chocolates on the market, and some of them are more roasty. And some of them are more toasty, you know, dark toast, and some are more roast. And so, you know, if you get one of the right ones, I think, yeah, some of that dark toast could add some interesting, nutty, dark uh, characters. You know, what might be better could be, you know, brown malt, which um, that, some of the brown malts out there have kind of, brown, a, right? yeah, yeah. kind of have a nutty character to them. Hmm. Wouldn't use a lot, but that might be something you, you could try as well. Okay, here's another one. Uh, what about uh, uh, New World hops? Is using New World hops, like, but in you know restrained amounts, would that be feasible? For example, Rakau. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Or uh, Rewaka Salvin. Oh, Rewaka. Yeah, Rewaka. Yeah, or Rewaka. or Muteka. Muteka. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know. So here's the thing. Back in in the day when they were brewing, you know, hundred years ago, sure they were getting cluster hops from the U.S. You know, over in England and brewing with those. Hmm. Uh, you know, they've used all sorts of different hops. Back then, it wasn't quite. You know, they they'd want to use you know the finest Kent Golding hops, but wasn't available. They used whatever, and uh, so I, I think you can do that. I think the trick is. To avoid getting really piney, resiny, extremely citrusy uh, hops, you know, to try and tend more towards the floral, earthy type of hops and uh, use them with some restraint and, you know, get that balance between the, the esters from the fermentation, the malt character and all that in balance with your hop character. I think it could be great. Yeah. So I think you could. You just need to, you know, use some foresight and a little bit of uh, restraint yeah he's j1m1 is uh listening to us and as we speak and he says uh uh yuika but otherwise you almost speak <laughs> <Yeah>. maori <laughs> <laughs> the rewaka what the hell is ma- maori maori is a people in like new zealand oh uh natives of new zealand uh-huh. uh, maori tribe gotcha all right here's one from pork slapper he said, so with the shoots using an English yeast house strain, mm-hmm. would inversion IPA have English IPA characteristics? Uh, that's a good point. Um, you know, they don't, like Tasty was saying, you know, you can use that English yeast and not get a lot of English character. 
So they brew a fairly, you know, low ester beer with that. But yeah, I mean, it's still, I, I would say that it's a far better choice than the Goose Island for uh, mm-hmm. for a British IPA. <laughs> yeah, you know, the Goose Island ain't even close. So uh, yeah, maybe I'd have to I'd have to drink it thinking of that next time. But they, yeah, that, that might be a good choice. Did you when it when you guys were uh, you know any judging you ever did? Did you get a lot of people that were there? They were just way too American in their IPA style in in this category. Yeah, you know, not initially. Years ago, the the English IPAs were very English, I think. And you know, in the more modern times, there's so many entries in the American IPA category that a lot of people, when they don't have a, a insanely intense american ipa they enter it as a british ipa because they're like well it's not as intense so it's british and so you get these pretty strong american ipas in the british category now especially at gabf and stuff like that it's kind of like dude this isn't even close to a british ipa so yeah what about you tasty would you is this a style you would ever consider taking up you know because it's close to what you do it's just you know a little toned down well, no, I, yeah, my focus is more on, on like, you know, the upper end of the hopping, hopping uh, schedule in terms of the balance of the beer. Not, not excessively hoppy, but yeah, not, not so much balance, more like hop forward. Uh, English to me is, is all about, uh, actually a malt, balance towards malt, not hops, I think. I think it's a, if I want an English, if I want a malty beer, I'm going to order English. Like the Samuel Smith is great. It's, especially once it's like, now it's warmed up. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. Is there any way do you guys think that you could maintain hop forwardness but still have people go, oh yeah, it's an English style, it's just hoppy? Well, yeah, I mean if you keep, if you keep loading up on like say Goldings or other like uh, no, or Noble or mm-hmm. earthy kind of hops, but eventually, uh, to me, I, I think once you start overriding the malt, you're going to lose the, the English character. Yeah, you, you really need to like they saying you need to have some. Uh, some malt character there, and the English fermentation character, and all that, and it yeah. still needs yeah. to come through. Hops are third to all that. Yeah, the water, the you know, any water character like the Sam Smith has a nice mineral character. Uh, the water, uh, you know, in the uh, in the malt, and the uh, yeast uh, esters are more important than the hopping. Okay, thanks to the chat for the questions. Right, nice. Another fine show. I think uh, we nailed it, just like always. That was fun. And speaking of nailing things, check out uh, AdamandEve.com. Check out our fine sponsor, uh, NorthernBrewer.com. Check out the AHA. Check out the Brewing Network store. Lots of goodies in there. If you yeah. buy that stuff, it all goes to the bottom line of the Brewing New Network. New shirts, right? I mean, there's all New kinds shirts. of shirts. Got a big stainless steel growler. It's awesome. Their New glassware books. is nice. Glassware. I love that uh, little goblet they have. The uh, triangle seat that they're selling. Coming they, got soon. A, they got it all. And so uh, if you go there and you pick up that stuff, it helps the Bruin Network and helps keep shows like this on the air. Until then, Bruce Strong, everybody. And Ovin.